Hello, everybody, and welcome to another sermon from the Cigar Pulpit. I'm the Bishop of the Burn, Nick, and with me, as always... Your man, Gator. And I am on the tail end of a slight head cold, so... Yeah, I'm so glad we're hotboxed here the with the heater and the voice is cold a virus. bit raspy, so forgive. Not to mention we've been in the middle of a really nasty fart war. Ish. It's... I scored the first... Body blow. You pretty much nuked me from the start, and that was the <laughs> end of that. So I got a good story about that to tell later. It was disgusting. Anyway, you did, you did fire back, but it was a weak effort at best. I, 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 I claim nothing. <laughs> anyway, so it's Friday. You know what that means, Jeff? My monthly cigar box. It does indeed mean the my monthly Bully. cigar box. So what are, what are we smoking there today Nicholas? on the show? We will be smoking another selection. Did I mention from... I have another fart story coming up? I hope not. I do. Oh. Um, <laughs> we will be smoking another selection from the December My Monthly Cigars. I like how you completely ignored that. Dot com. And then we're like, really? Another fart story. Box. Anyway. By stepping all over your ass. Oh, God. You just are just brutalizing <laughs> it. It's just abysmal. And these, um, and these people help sponsor us. I know, right? They yeah. give us stuff. What are they thinking? What are you doing? So anyway, (laughs) our selection today from the December My Monthly Cigars box is the Victor Sinclair Siri 55 Imperial Habano. This is a 6.2 by 52 Toro, and it features tobacco from five different countries. Wait, what? Yes, five different countries. You have an Ecuador Habano wrapper, a Brazilian binder, and filler that consists of Dominican, Nicaraguan, and Panamanian. Panama! I knew you were going to do that. Just Panama! Alright, so... Yeah. A little Van Halen for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I know what that was. <laughs> I couldn't wait for you to say Panama. I know you couldn't. <laughs> we went over the five countries just prior to the start of the recording, and uh, sure enough, I just... Uh, yeah, I, kn- I knew. I knew it. I just knew it was going to come. Here, hold on. Let me so. get mine out of the cellophane. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You undid the cellophane before, and you put it back in the cellophane just so you could do the crinkle. <laughs> you rat ass. Really, it's in there. Dude, that was loose cellophane because it was already out of the cellophane. I admit nothing. Oh, you son of a bitch. Merry Christmas, Nicholas. Oh, God. So... <laughs> It is now time to cut the cigar. We are sitting at the world-famous St. Louis Landmark Hill Cigar Company. Ooh, that was a little solid. Our home store. A little solid I there. I bit mine like a savage. Did you really? Yep. How did you do that? Look at that was, action. Mine was solid as hell, man. Look at that action. I'm really kind of worried that this isn't like humidified enough and that it's just going to like crumple and die on Oh, me. mine's doing great. Okay. Well. Are you getting on the cold draw? Oh, well, I guess I ought to cold draw. I get cigar. (laughs) (laughs) That's my line. (laughs) Yeah, it's weird when somebody just tramples all over your line, isn't it? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) The butt hurt is real. I don't know. What are you getting there, Jeff? I'm getting cigar. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, actually, I didn't pick up any notes of anything else. I really didn't either. This is the first Victor Sinclair I've ever smoked. Same here. Well constructed. It's a good tight cigar. <clears throat> While we're lighting here, 
I know you're wanting to talk a little politics. God, you were just roasting the hell out of that thing. I will say one thing. Say what you will about Ted Cruz. He put a video out. Yes. And if, yes, and if you did. haven't seen this video, you should go watch it because <laughs> it discusses a lot of goofy things that have been jammed to, into an omnibus spending bill. Yeah. Thanks, Congress. Yeah. And one of the things is the 21 uh, age for tobacco. Indeed. And Indeed. we'll get to that in a second. But I want to mention, while, before we get into this, is that in the video, Ted Cruz lights up a cigar. Mm-hmm. And in fact, starts with him lighting a cigar. Yeah. And he has no idea how to light a cigar. Yeah, let's talk about all the things he did wrong. So the <laughs> first thing you me, see. But no, come on. no, no. Ted Cruz is way worse. So the first thing you see is this cigar, this unbanded cigar. Mm-hmm. So you have we have no idea what cigar this is. And it's probably for the best because I'm sure no cigar company wants to be affiliated with this <laughs> horrific lighting job that he did. But you see this. We're, we're not we're not mad about what he said necessarily. No, no. It's just how, it's he, lit how he lit the cigar. It infuriated me. <laughs> I will never vote for the man because he doesn't know how to light a cigar. You don't live in his state. I don't. Anyway. But he has run for president before. It's true, he did. So anyway. He got his ass handed to him. He, but he did. did. Yeah. So anyway, so he, he the, the video starts with this cigar coming into frame. And then you see from the bottom of the frame. A Bic. A red Bic lighter. <laughs> I knew. And he you flicks. You go nuts And this about that. soft flame just barely kisses the cigar. <laughs> I mean. There's no way on God's green earth he got any sort if of light. it was a light. steak, it would have been rare. Oh, it would have been mooing. He did not freaking light that cigar. There was no way. He on. got a couple of puffs out of it in his defense. And then it went out on him, and he pretends to puff it, and it's out. And, okay, so let's talk about his his puffing method as well. <laughs> that was the most. I don't want to talk about Ted Cruz no, and puffing. That was the most. Because it sounds sexual, even though it's not. He filleted that cigar, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> and his cheeks were, like, puffing up, like. He's never smoked a cigar in his life, and he's using this thing as a prop in this video. You know what? We don't know that, and I'm going to throw this out there. Okay, I'm, fine. I'm Maybe gonna, I don't know I'm that. going rogue on you right now. Ted Cruz, if you're listening, or your people, or some supporter of yours, we, we have no issue with you other than how you lit the cigar. Yeah, let us teach so, you. <laughs> we would, you have an open invitation to come on the cigar pulpit and talk to us about cigars. Let us teach you. Well, he might be able to teach hey, us. Hey, you know it what? Was a prop I'll tell thing you. He did. No, you know what? This is a this is a good. So, okay, our friends Rob and Bryant from the Cigar Talk are down in Abilene, Texas. That is his state. That is. Dear God, Rob and Bryant, what the hell kind of senators do you have that don't know how to light a cigar? Teach these guys, man. Teach your senators well. Yeah. And uh, it's that sucks. Nah. <laughs> I, it was bad. Can I go back I, to? Can I sing Panama? Well, again? I will say that Rob has said on Cigar Talk numerous times that he's attempted to reach out to his two senators in Texas about the FDA issues and whatnot, and um, neither one of them have been very, uh, very good about um, responding. Um, I don't. I don't remember the other senator from Texas other than Cruz, but he at least did reach out to Rob and basically say, you know, I agree with the FDA. So is you know, Durbin still off. our senator? Unfortunately, Dear God. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't mind sitting down and having a cigar with Tammy Duckworth. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I but got, I, I got better things to do I, with it, my time. You know what? She's a war hero. I'd love to sit down and talk to her. Okay. Durbin, on the other hand, I just don't have any. You know what? For. You know what they say about Dick Durbin, right? He's a dick. No. What? You need to Dick Durbin before Durbin dicks you. <laughs> Never heard that. Oh yeah. 
I heard that all oh. the time when I worked in Springfield, dude. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah. You got to dick Durbin before Durbin dicks you. <laughs> and he's dicking all of us. But anyway. Not as bad as the governor in uh, Madigan. True. Yeah. But, oh, you know. Oh, car Now we're sales. getting into Illinois politics. Car sales are going to plummet in two weeks. Yeah. Actually, a week by when the podcast comes out in a week. Because Illinois now is going to just double tax you on your car. Mm-hmm. So when you buy your car, you're going to oh, get God. taxed. And then when you trade it in, you get taxed on the trade in. Anything over ten grand, yeah. And a lot of cars that are traded in, because I sold cars, and I know this, a lot yeah. of cars that are traded in have a total trade allowance over $10,000. And let's say if you have a car that's worth twenty grand, it is going to cost you out the ass now Yeah, to so. trade your car in. And you have no idea. Yep. And you can't leave the state. It's not like you can run to Missouri or Kentucky or Indiana. No, because when you drive yep. it back and get the plates for it and everything, yep. you're going to have to pay it all. So, yep. It's amazing. I think it is going to kill new card sales in Illinois. Probably. Yeah. Well. They'll have to do something because I think it's going to end up, it's going to put like small local dealerships in a lot of jeopardy. Well, we're just going down the political rabbit hole here, aren't we? We kind of did. We need to get back to the farts. Well, no. What we need to do is we need to circle back to the actual political topic that I wanted to touch on, which was that they have stuck this 21 and up purchasing age within this omnibus spending bill in Congress. And it's already passed the House. It's now on to the Senate. And it's just an embarrassment. And I don't understand... This sliding scale of age of legality in this country. Nope. I don't get it. It always used to be when you were 18, you were an adult. Yep. And then they raised the drinking age. You can vote. You can serve in the military. And then they raised the drinking age to 21, which, okay, you know what? When I was 18, I probably wasn't responsible to be, you know, trusted with drinking alcohol. I I didn't have a drink of alcohol until I was 28. But I'll say this. Sure as hell wasn't responsible when I was 21. Oh, no, I've heard stories. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like the debauchery follows you at 18 or 21. I'm 50 now, Nick, and I'm I'm probably worse now than I've ever been. I'll also a child. S- I'll also say that over in Europe where the there really is like no like, you know, like drinking is okay for kids and everything like that, you know? Yeah. They don't have the problems at 18 and 21. Nope. That we that we have in the states because these kids have grown up with wine and various beers and things yep. of that nature. So they've they've the been curiosity a- isn't there. No, they they don't just go crazy with it like we do. You know, with us, it's like, oh my god, you're legal. Now it's time to go get blackout drunk every night. So I never got that. To this day, I don't get that. I mean, I mean you drank out of a three story beer bong. I mean, I get where and you're I've, coming from, and I've yeah. I've, yeah, there's nights I don't remember. But um, the point remains, fine. They changed the drinking age to 21. But now they're coming after tobacco. And they're wanting to make it to where you can't buy tobacco until you're 21. Okay. But at age 18, I'm now a legally emancipated adult in the eyes of the court. Yep. I'm eligible to join the military. Oh, but... Here's the kicker. The Democrats in Congress are seriously considering the idea of dropping the voting age from 18 to 16. So what you're telling me is that at age 16, I am of the mental mindset to choose the leadership of my country, state, 
and municipality. But yet... Yeah, because a teenager's more likely to vote Democrat, let's be honest. That's that, why they're doing and that. And that's exactly it. Because you vote with your heart when you're younger, and you vote with your head when you're older. And that's exactly it. Sorry to any of my Democrat friends. Hey, that, you know what? You know, Whatever. So write us at the cigar pulpit. Let's be real. At this point in time, if you haven't figured out that we're both, like, at least, you know, conservative on some issues, libertarian on any others, you probably are, you know, not paying attention. But yeah. anyway... I think it's ridiculous to consider the idea that 16-year-olds are eligible, you know, are are of the proper mindset to vote and choose our leadership, but yet they have to wait five more years before they can pick up a cigar or or whatever. I just, you know, I get them wanting to keep them away from vaping because it's horrible for you. Do I get them wanting to keep you away from cigarettes? Yeah, it's horrible for you. I've been smoking cigars in a pipe since I was 16 years old. But nothing about cigars is aimed at children. No. Nothing. Although I was smoking at 16. I, I admit that freely. But nothing about cigars is aimed at children. But nobody blinked an eye about it back then. No. Except my mom, who would have kicked my ass if she knew. Well, I yeah. had to hide it. Did I ever tell you the story about my dad finding my pipe in my car? No, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. But, we got to circle back to that. Yeah, but, but seriously, nothing about the cigar industry is aimed at children. And... You know, there's studies, there's been studies, and we won't get into all that, but it's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Vaping was going after kids, plain and simple. All they, the advertising no, if, no, and everything if they, else. If you ask them, though, they say they never targeted yeah, kids. Yeah, they're full of crap because when they're you're crazy. putting out fully fruity pebble flavored, you know, juices and whatnot. Let's be honest, I'd go for that. Well, you would too. I know. I like fruity pebbles, know, but right? the point is, you know. But you start putting that stuff out, yeah, you know who you're targeting. Exactly. Anyway. Are you done with your rant? Yeah, I'm off my soapbox now. So what happened when your dad found your pipe? So I'm like 16, 17 years old, and my dad went to change my oil in my little white Mustang. Uh Uh-huh. And I get in the car after he's changed the oil, and it was very nice of him to change the oil. And I drive on down the road, and I think, you know... I want to smoke my pipe because I have a pipe and I think I'm cool. And I'm not smoking anything in the pipe except tobacco, but I think I'm cool. I've got a pipe. I'm 17, 18, whatever, whatever I was at the time. And I reach under the seat and my pipe and my bag of tobacco are gone. Uh Uh-oh. And like time stops for a second. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) And my dad never mentioned it. Not once. It was... I was probably somewhere between 27 and 30. I don't rem- I wish I remembered the exact age when I finally brought it up to him that uh, I knew he'd taken my pipe. And he went out to the shed, pulled it out of a drawer, you know, in the shed, and handed it back to me. And he said, I was just waiting to see how long it'd take you to ask. Wow. He held on to that thing for 10 plus years. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, I grew up in a very strict Baptist home. Like I said, I didn't have a drink alcohol till I was 28. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I liked smoking cigars. Yep. And, and you know what? I'm 50 years old, and I still like smoking cigars. Exactly. So, anyway. I don't know. but I mean, you know, I, I can't say I'm any picture of health necessarily, but I don't think the cigars are what's done me in. I think it's all the food. I had some great food for lunch today, too. You haven't eaten yet, have you? I haven't eaten yet. And that plays into my segment with Jen that I recorded with her prior to you getting here. I'm going to tell you, I went to the Pasta House, which it's a chain here in St. Louis, St. Louis-based chain. Small chain. Great food. And I I worked there for a short time. You did. Um, In between newspaper jobs, I was uh, off for the summer, and 
um, you know, work there just a couple of days a week, just just for something mind. I I, I don't want to say mind numbing because that's that that would be offensive to waiters and waitresses, but something different, something you know, not like just horribly above the shoulders toxic like the newspaper industry yeah. that we work in. You know your job, you do your job, and and yeah. you go home. Yeah, like I didn't go home and fret about the Mont Vesuvius hot sauce all night to make sure that everything was right with that. I mean, I went home and didn't think about work till I went back in the next day, and I loved that. But if you're in the St. Louis area and you haven't tried the Pasta House Company, you need to do that. But I went there today, and I got chicken spadini with a side of uh, uh, spaghetti and the Pasta House salad, which is phenomenal. And I always get a little monkey bowl, which is a little smaller bowl, um, of the Mont Vesuvius hot sauce. They put it on their hot wings. And it's really, really good hot sauce. And I like to dip my loaves of bread in that. Okay. Very good. But that's what I had for lunch, and I am stuffed. Well. It was tasty. That helps my appetite, considering I'm starving and haven't eaten anything yet. <laughs> I sat down, and Nick's like, hey, you want to go grab some Italian? I said, I just did. Dick. <laughs> well, I that's tried the thing. Calling. I, figured, I, figured I tried calling. I was on the phone with Jen, literally recording our segment. That'll come up here in a minute. So me eating by myself is a victimless crime. What? I mean, other than you being the victim. Yeah. Not getting to eat with me. I mean, you know, you could come and at least sit with me. It was so good. You could at least come and sit with me. I could. I'm not going to, but I could. Asshole. So do you want to get into the interview with Jen or we'll come back and talk about our farts? I don't want to talk (laughs) about our farts. Thank you. I got a great story, though. (sighs) All right. Well, yes, it is Friday Whiskey, <laughs> and Jen and Sorry, I... Sorry, uh, <laughs> I was saying, this is a great lead-in here, buddy. <laughs> Jen and I uh, did uh, record a little bit earlier, and so we'll go ahead and move right into our regular Friday Whiskey segment. Well, it's time once again for some Friday whiskey with our friend, Curious Jen. How are you, Jen? Hey, Nick. Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. So what have you got on the plan or the docket for us today? Well, I wanted to first say thank you for my lovely, lovely cigar pulpit hoodie. Well, you're part of the team, so you need to be decked out accordingly. I really love that we're twinning it up right now. It, it's true, folks. We're, we're Skyping this, and uh, we, are, we are Twinkies right now, both in our, both in our <laughs> cigar pulpit. Days, so. Well, I said twin. You said Twinkies. So well, yeah. you, be the twink, you, you be the Twinkie. I'll be the twin. But see, the Twinkies, it, it, the little snack cakes, they come in the two-pack. Oh, See? it's because they're two-pack. It's a two-pack. Okay. You get two. Can't pack. we just call our two-pack instead i mean we could i think that sounds a little cooler than twinkie okay <laughs> <laughs> anyways it's the cigar pulpit two-pack coming at you live there you go well, really we're pre-recorded <laughs> by a day <laughs> <laughs> okay i think we should start with a little whiskey indeed jen's got me day what drinking is- again that's right i think it's a prerequisite for frye whiskey Yes. So what do you got there? So I've still got this bottle of Buffalo Trace. I'm mm-hmm. I'm making some headway on it though. You see? Yeah, it's time to get a new one so that you can I, keep that one. I know. I'm I'm looking still at the going. bottle and I'm about I'm right through the name. 
It's kind of like last week with your glass. I was <laughs> yeah. Right, right through the name. So. Okay, anyway. so how are you drinking that today? So. Oh. oh nice. I kind of splashed a little. I just have more ginger beer. I really enjoyed it with the ginger beer. So I have some ginger beer and some ice, and some of the ice has melted, so I have a little water in there, but, you know. That's good. You're going to need that. Not the end of the world. Yeah, folks, this is – so let, let's let's stop for a moment, and let's recap last week how um, I proceeded to uh, get nice and toasted <laughs> um, on the uh, on the Friday Westgate segment. And I – there's a very good possibility that that may happen again today, given the fact that I was just telling Jen that I have not had lunch yet, and so far at 12.35 p.m., all I've had today is a bottle of water. So I'm not prepared for this segment, but the day just kind of got away from me, and I'm doing my best. So That's okay. You're kind of, it's kind of like eating a buffalo. Yeah, one one bite at a time. So, okay. <laughs> so well, I am having Old Forester. Oh, that's a new one for me. So Old Forester, it's just it's nothing. It's not the exciting kinds. It's just the eighty six proof, which is forty three percent ABV. Okay. It's actually just a cheap one here because Old Forester just started coming to Alberta, Canada. So. Ah, so it's cheap to try and get everybody hooked and then they'll raise the price later or No, people no, it's just not a really not one of the better old foresters. Ah. But it's actually available here in Canada. So I didn't know pretty... if it was like a drug dealer, you know, they get first hits free and then after that you gotta pay. Kind of thing. That's what I'm trying to do with you with the uh Buffalo Trace. I bought this first bottle though. <laughs> I know, and we're going to get you hooked, and then mm. the bourbon community is going to be happy because you'll be, you know, a huge part of it. How's that cigar there, my friend? Uh, it's good. I'm smoking the Crown Heads La Coalition. I've been really digging this cigar lately. It's just got, it's a, it's a partnership between Crown Heads and Drew Estates, and it's got a lot of different flavor notes to it. And so I was in the humidor prior to... Uh, getting everything set up here and picking out my cigar for this segment and figured, well, I might as well smoke something that I know I like, so I'll go with this. So cheers to the friends at Crown Heads. Yes, okay. And cheers to you. Cheers. Have a little sip there. Indeed. <laughs> I might add it's 11.30 here. Yeah. And I've had three cookies for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're doing better than me. You've at least had food. Granted, junk food, but still food. So, Yes. And, they, and let's face it, I'm an experienced drinker. It's true. Were they good cookies? They were like little shortbread cookies. Mm. Okay. They were okay. I mean, obviously not too bad because I snarfled three okay, of them. Yeah, three of them. So, <laughs> What did you think of the uh, chocolate cherry cookies? I, I really, I, I like them, but they're very sweet. So I my I shared a recipe with Jen for some chocolate cherry cookies that um, my wife made over Thanksgiving. And uh, she, Jen made them. And my wife just made another round of them this past uh, weekend. And she actually upped the maraschino cherry 
in it to where they were significantly more cherry-ish and everything. But they were also much sweeter, too. So if you're already saying they were sweet before, then these would be significantly sweeter. I was thinking that when I made them again, I would up the almond because I would okay. really have liked a more nutty flavor. I think she added a little bit more almond, too. So, Did she? And they were very, and they were smaller. They weren't as big. Uh, they were just little dollop, drop size. Yeah, a little drop yeah. size, you know, kind of. And uh, they, they were good. Dollop is a great word. I, you know, I'm a wordsmith. Yes. So are you? I am. <laughs> well, you're gonna love what I want to talk to you about today. All right. Because you're a newbie in the whiskey, in the whiskey realm, yeah. I thought we would talk about uh, whiskey. With an E versus whiskey with no E. I'm excited to do this because I, okay, my, my when I type out, you know, the word whiskey, um, it'll autocorrect to, to having it with an E. But visually, I it, it looks okay to me. And I mean, obviously, it may be spelled one way or the other. Visually, it looks okay to me either way. Yes, it is right either way. Okay, so I'm not crazy. So, no, you're not. Uh, visually to me, because I'm Canadian, <laughs> I prefer it with an E because, you know, Canadians like their vowels. So we put extra vowels in I everything. Say, you put the U in color? Yes. Yeah, see, we... And the U in favorite. Nah, we don't do favor. any of that. No, so we add a lot of extra vowels. So to me, <laughs> I like the way whiskey looks with another vowel. However, in Canada, whiskey is not spelled the extra E. Really? Mm-hmm. So the states put in an extra E that you guys took out. Well, I want to tell you why whiskey is spelled with an E sometimes and why whiskey is spelled with no E. Okay. So basically, whiskey, this is a good way to remember it, whiskey without the E applies to all the countries without E's. So okay, so like, for example, Canada has no E in the word Canada, so you would spell it without the E. Yes, that's not why the rule is there. It just happens to be that way. So whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-Y, is spelled that way for Canada, Japan, Scotland, and India. Okay. So whiskey with the E applies to the countries with an E, like United States and Ireland. Interesting. Yeah, so it's a good way to remember... Huh. Whether you should be using the E or not. Well, it applies to which whiskey you're talking about. That's a very interesting, interesting way to remember. I actually will remember it based upon that. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. And so now when you're talking, say, let's say you're talking about a bourbon whiskey, right? Okay. bourbon still whiskey. It would be with an E because bourbon's always made in the States. Unless Jeff and I traveled up to the wilds of Canada to meet you and your f squirrel friends and at that point, it would be with no E. But it wouldn't be bourbon because bourbon is strictly United States. Okay, okay. But I had something interesting. The reason why I chose Old Forester, actually, is because there are some United States whiskeys that don't spell it with an E. And Old Forester, so if you look at my bottle, it says Old Forester Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And look at that. There's... There's no e. no e. Now, is that because you bought that in Canada, though? No. Okay. No. So Old Forester and I think Maker's Mark also spell 
they don't use the extra E. Mm-hmm. I was wondering how this all started out with the different spelling. And I kind of knew a little bit, but I wanted to make sure I had all the information. Kind of, It's a very long story. Well, because if there's one thing that we pride ourselves on on the cigar pulpit is getting the facts correct. <laughs> crack, well, okay. Crack researchers going on. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, don't know it. Don't anybody quote me on everything. <laughs> but basically, whiskey started out in Ireland. Okay. That's where it got its first main start was in Ireland, and then the Scottish started becoming popular with their whiskey, and so the Irish distillers wanted to differentiate their spirit from the spirit in Scotland. So they added the E. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting in the fact that Irish whiskey is older than Scottish whiskey, which is Scotch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then from there, I guess the beverage traveled around the world and ended up in the various other nations and the other distilleries just kind of, what, picked E or no E or... Well, really, it was just the United States that picked it with an E. Oh, you're right. I guess it would be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not so well, much... I guess it's just a general rule, I guess, with the E and no E. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's yours going? It's good. I uh, was a little lighter on the whiskey this time than uh, um, last week. Just due Well, to... you were... I was heavy pouring last week. I think that you also... Were contributed to my intoxication (laughs) oh when i left you you were red as a beet well part of that is also this heater which i have that problem now is that i need to turn this thing down a little bit yeah so that's my little tidbit for today well that's fun so so okay i've obviously had buffalo trace you've had many other different ones but but we will can you tell me a little, tell me kind of some of the differences perhaps between the Buffalo Trace and the Old Forester that you're drinking now? For me, bourbon is, they're both bourbons and bourbons to me have a lot of vanilla flavors Okay. and caramel. So I taste that a lot. And so without getting into specifics and doing like a side by side between the two that I'm drinking, there's not a huge amount of differences. Here in Canada, they're both very inexpensive bourbons. I find Buffalo Trace, I like it more than this particular. Okay. Old Forester, both I really like in an old-fashioned or as mixers. I don't know, Buffalo Trace is a little creamier, richer tasting. Okay. Well. What have you got coming up? Kind of hoping if people have things that they want to talk about, they want me to talk about on the show, I would love to know. Okay, well, so that's a good segue into where can folks find you? They can find me on Instagram at CuriousGen, C-U-R-I, zero, U-S-J-E-N-N. Oh, I forgot there for a second. (laughs) 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 Or they can also find me at Jen Karen, J-E-N-N-C-A-I-R-N. All right. And so, yeah, so folks, if you've got ideas, thoughts, questions, um, maybe there's something that you want Jen to talk about. Maybe there's a, you know, particular uh, uh, drink that that, you know, is not not expensive that maybe we can we can try and track down just something like that. You know, I mean, just throw it out there. See, 
Or even like a little whiskey tidbit that they feel that you should know or they want me to talk about. I love doing that. Yeah. And really, it just boils down to I really do like involving the whiskey community or, you know, the cigar community on Instagram and have them be a part of the show. Well, that sounds like a good idea. I'm all in for listener participation. So, so folks, send your messages to Jen, and we will uh, we'll talk about it. Right here on the show. Right here. So, <laughs> Well, Jen, always a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. All right. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you. We will catch you next Friday for another Friday Whiskey. Cheers, Nick. Cheers. was a great interview i mean always fun to have jen on it was neat you know i liked her little factoid about the way you spell whiskey whiskey yeah so what are you getting on your cigar we didn't talk about that much in the first part of the segment i will freely admit i'm having trouble with this cigar and i can explain it well i was gonna blame it on my head cold but you know well no i can explain it 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 advertises itself as what medium to bold Mm. Medium to full. Medium to full. Okay. This is a mild cigar. So it's yeah. it, it's not meeting what it's, it's advertised as. It's not a bad cigar. No, it's but not. But it's a bad, mild cigar. It's not it's not as advertised. Yeah, it's it's I don't know if it's just been I don't know. It's I would put this up I, against I, I I will admit, <clears throat> like, you know, I feel bad saying this because yeah. I don't want to like I don't want to shit on it. But I'm not really getting much of anything off of it. No, I would put this up against like a Factory 4 blend with Perdomo or a Lot 23, you know, maybe a Brickhouse, something in that range. But the the Connecticut's, the milder cigars. Yeah, okay. That's that's where I would put this. Like I said, it's I don't think it lives up to its billing of, of medium to full. And I don't know if it's just due to the, the, the five tobaccos within it. Maybe it's one of those things that... Since there's five different ones, no one in particular is standing out and giving any like yeah I mean, flavor it's, notes or anything. It's like not that, a bad cigar. It's just, it's just you know it, it's it's not that medium to full body. It's just not. Mm-mm. Like I said, it's, I think it's a good cigar. I'd smoke it again, but it's if I read the description of it in a humidor, I wouldn't buy it thinking it was a stronger cigar than I'd like. But this is this this is kind of my wheelhouse kind of cigar, not yours. Yeah, it's a little little light for me. So, flatulence. Dear God. I gotta tell the story. Uh, so, I went to a grocery store in the St. Louis metropolitan area, Schnucks. This was, I just had to pick up a you couple of You better not identify which one it was, because somebody could potentially listen to this and realize, oh my God, that was what that Waterloo? was. Waterloo? All right, anyway. Okay. So... <laughs> Waterloo, Illinois. I'm sorry, um, but you're telling a story that involves your ass, and I don't know if I would be identifying where I was. Well, let me tell the story, and you'll know why I don't mind. So I pull up to the store, and as I'm sitting in the parking lot, I feel what could best be described as just a bubble, a gas bubble. I'm sorry, folks. And I think to myself, you know, I should let this out before I walk in the store and, you know, like... Just crop dust, you know, aisle nine. I'm so sorry, folks. So 
I drop this bomb, and it goes on, and it goes on, and it goes on. Dear God. And I finally think to myself, is this fart ever going to stop? Is this story ever going to stop? <laughs> Insert crickets here. <laughs> so, I, oh, I'm like, oh, man. You know, I'm like, that was bad. I'm probably going to need to get home. <laughs> so, I go ahead and go into Schnucks. Wait, wait, wait. Back up a second. Yeah. You farted so bad in your car that you thought to yourself, I probably need to go home. Well, but meaning, instead of meaning, like... There, there was some urgency to get to a home base. Did you check yourself? I did not wreck myself, if that's what you're getting at. Okay. Yes. No, there was there was no shortage. I'm just going to say, I'm like, is this going to involve you walking around schnooks with, like, brown ass? <laughs> no. Okay. But, I mean, let's be honest, it could have gone either way, but it didn't. Oh, my God. So, I go into schnooks, and I get all my stuff, and I leave, and I get back in the Jeep, and it hits me like a wall. And I realize at this point... That I, I didn't just fart. I created a life force. <laughs> the f- there, there was an alternative universe, like a portal to some otherworldly entity what? in my Jeep. What the hell? I, I opened some sort of chasm in the space-time continuum. You created a fart monster? Yes. And it's, I mean, it's friendly. It <laughs> talks to me in the Jeep now. Wait, it's still there? Oh, it's there? still there, yeah. It's, oh, God. Yeah, I, it's left an imprint. I'm telling you, man, that Jeep is tagged. Nobody's ever going to take it as trade-in. Oh, man. It's, I, in, the, it's in the system. It's, it's flagged. It's definitely under the it's, 10 grand now. It's flagged. Yeah. You know. So. No dealership's going to ever take that Jeep. No, seriously. Like, at some point. We can't buff that out. At some point, <laughs> its little, like, descendants are going to start, like, making stone tools and building, like, teepees and whatnot. <laughs> I mean, you know, really, I'm going to look at the back seat one day, and I'm going to see, like, little villages. And then maybe somebody nailing something to the front of the cathedral, and the, I've created Lutherans. Like, like, like bacteria from your fart is going to, like, I'm thinking it's, it's colonizing my Jeep, yes. Oh, my God. Did you ever see The Simpsons when I that happened? I know exactly what you're referring to, yes. <laughs> Lisa, Lisa's looking at the Petri dish under the microscope, and... She, there's some guy nailing something to the front of the She's cathedral. Like, I created Lutheran. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh my god. So yeah. So yeah. Seriously, at some point, they're going to become self-aware and attack me. So it's just I'm a matter of time. Surpri- I mean, dude, they kind of attacked you from the get-go. They did. If you think about it, <laughs> I assaulted my own nostrils, and that doesn't happen very often because I'm one of those guys that likes his own brand. Oh god. But it. I don't know how to describe what this was. I mean, I can't, other than saying I created an entity. I'm, I'm basically God to this fart at this point. <laughs> <laughs> trying so hard. Just trying so hard to get through this. I mean, <laughs> its descendants are going to start writing stories about me. And then they'll chronicle them together in a holy book. Oh, my God. It's the book of Jeff. Yes, the book of Gator. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, Lord. My butt created life. Just saying. I don't even remotely know where to go from here. (laughs) I just, I don't even remotely know where to go from here. You've experienced one of those life-creating farts. That thing hung on for a while in your office. Why do we have to talk about your butt so much? (laughs) 
Nobody really wants to hear this. You know, you say that, but still people tune in. We don't talk about your butt every week. No, but this week it's front and center. God. <laughs> Nobody wants your butt front and center, dude. No, not Nobody. even me. Nobody, Nobody wants Nobody your butt wants front and center. So, yeah, tell us how do people get a hold of us on the socials there, Nicholas. So we are available on Instagram at The Cigar Pulpit. We are also available on Instagram at Naked Gator. N-E-K-K-I-D, Gator. I did log into it finally. You did. You didn't done anything. do anything. No. But you logged in at least. I was overwhelmed. It's not overwhelming. I don't know what I'm doing. It's really easy. <sighs> anyway. I'll, I'll, I'll work my way up into it over the holidays here. Okay. So anyway, and then we're also on Facebook, and we're on Twitter and YouTube. And then you can also always email us at nick at cigarpulpit.com. And I am still working on the website and do plan on rolling out the... Uh, Don't forget the, the newsletter. The email newsletter. Bully. Bully, bully. Bully. If you want to sign up for the free email newsletter once I get it started, um, you can sign up now, though. And the easiest way to do so at this moment in time is to go to our Facebook page. There is a post pinned at the top of our Facebook page with a MailChimp link. Go to that. Sign up. It's great. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. And then you'll be all ready for when we finally start emailing you our ignorance so is are your cigar changing up on you at all no nope no. i did a retro hail i got a little extra out of that a little bit of spice kicking up um but yeah it's a pretty mild cigar okay well that's good. nothing wrong with it it's i mean i'm sure it's not your cup of tea but it's you know it's a good mild cigar. my problem is um this is my second cigar of the day i had a uh crown heads uh la coalition earlier and that's got a little bit more meat to it than this. Yeah. And um, smoking this afterwards, like I said, I'm really not getting much. And then also, my cold um, is not helping. Yeah. I, my, I can tell my palate's off. I'm just not getting yeah really much of anything. So, well, you know. It happens. I, folks, we're going to create the hashtag, you know, pray for the bishop. It's just a head cold. I mean, dude, this could be what finishes you. I've made Nick a promise that when it's time, I'll help gently take him out of this world. Is I've it told him that he doesn't need to do that. <laughs> I've told him that I don't need that. But Nick, but I don't want you to suffer. He continually brings this up. The last thing I want is for you to suffer. Well, I, I, I'm not going to be able to live with myself. I get it. But, like, dude, you're willing to, like, off me when I sneeze. See, here's the problem. I never know when it's just a cold or when it's time. And at some point, I'm just going to have to roll the dice and just know. I get colds. People get colds. I'm, I'm going to take you out gently. There will, I, I will not let you suffer. Your ex-wife's been battling a cold for weeks. You haven't offed her yet. I don't have a pact with her. What? I made a pact with you that I'll take you out at a drop of a hat. I didn't agree to any <laughs> pact like that. <laughs> I care about you, Nick. I'm not going to let you suffer. I didn't agree to this. <laughs> I've been telling him this for, what, four or five years now? Yes. And he's not amused at all by it. Because at some point, I know you're just going to, like, decide this is the day. I can't wait to walk into your hospital bed and just pull a cord. You know, like, 
pulled the plug out of the wall and have you scream at me that that has nothing to do with your life support. <laughs> Damn it. I don't want to be in the hospital. I promise you, I'll come see you. What the hell is wrong with you? I'll bring my own pillow. Oh, my God. I don't want to leave evidence behind. Anyway. This took a turn for Christmas, didn't it? We are sponsored by MyMonthlyCigars.com. <laughs> this, uh, this cigar we're smoking today is part of their December box. If you go to MyMonthlyCigars.com and sign up for the Robusto box, that's four cigars for $30. It'll arrive in your mail, and you can smoke along with us. Um, because it is essentially the Cigar Pulpit Care Package. And what happens is, over the course of the corresponding month, we will smoke the four cigars in that box. So go on over to MyMonthlyCigars.com, sign up for the Robusto box, and when you go to checkout, use offer code PULPIT, P-U-L-P-I-T, and that will get you free shipping on your first order, or it will get you 20% off items in the store, because they do offer other items in the store. I want to ask everyone in the audience, because... I'm genuinely worried about Nick and his health. So if you would, please, on any post that you put up cigar-related over the next, you know, 24 to 128 hours, um, put a hashtag up, pray for, pray for the bishop. Hashtag pray for the bishop. My Monthly Cigars also offers an MSRP <laughs> guarantee, which basically means that the MSRP of the cigars in the box is guaranteed to meet or exceed the price of the box. So, for example, this month it's a $30 box. There's probably $45 worth of cigars in the box. They're shoveling snow They're here shoveling, at the hill. Shoveling snow outside. Well, it's only it's good for the customers. It is because I've almost watched like a handful of them bite that, it on the ice. That out lady here. you were talking to a while ago almost went down. Yeah. She almost went down. Yeah, that would have been that would have been hard. That's because she wasn't paying attention to the concrete slope for the handicap ramp. Yep. Not because of the snow and ice. But anyway. So the handicap ramp nearly handicapped someone. Wrap your head Dude, around that. That would have killed her. <laughs> that fall she was, gonna was drop going like to drop like a stone. Her. She caught herself, and uh, that was lucky because I, I saw your eyes. Like she, she was to my back, mm-hmm. and I saw your eyes, and <laughs> I've never seen a look of fear like that. I almost watched that woman die. Yeah. So anyway, good times. Yeah. So final thoughts on the stick. I'm about halfway. Yeah. And um, I'm not. I'm not even halfway yet. Yeah, you're not. You are smoking a lot I'm smoking slower. a lot slower today for some reason. Yeah, I'm about halfway. And, um, you know, I. it's not bad. It's it's, it's not a, bad. It's not bad. It's a mild it, Connecticut cigar. That's what it is. it's not a Connecticut. I know, but that's what it that's is. That's the thing. It's a Habano. But it's got the taste of that. But this cigar has, like, very little strength to it. Yeah. And I don't know if, and like I said... Take what I'm saying with a huge grain of salt, because like I said, my palate is just wrecked right now. Yeah. But but, but I'm telling you, like I'm every, not getting a like Habano. Every cigar that I've been smoking in the last couple of days, I have purposely gone for like ridiculous flavor bombs and everything else, just so that I can get something off of them. Because, like I said, I know my palate is wrecked right now. Yeah. But this one, this one is most definitely not... A full cigar. Um, at best... Mild to medium. Mild to medium. I And I'm leaning towards just mild. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not even halfway through the stick yet. But that's what I'm getting. But, 
I mean, it's. Oh, and I would. It's not bad. It's just not blowing my skirt up, as you like to say. I do like to say that. Yeah. I don't know why. So, I don't know. I do want to mention that in addition to Nick's whiskey journey, I brought in my own uh, Irish whiskey today for him to sample. It's a Sexton single malt Irish whiskey. It's distilled in copper pots, my friend. Now, what did you think of it? You tried it earlier. I'm going to have to braid my chest hair after that because <laughs> Pure like, gasoline. it was strong, yeah. dude. I'm actually, I think I'm going to leave this here at the hill for the other patrons. Yeah, I'm not digging it. Yeah, it's strong. There's not much to it that I dig. Yeah, Nick was sipping it. I was, I did a shot. Yeah. Actually, I did two. I have a lot of ice melted in that and it's still just not my cup of tea. Yeah, it's, that is a strong Irish liquor. What is the proof on this? Ooh, it's 80 proof. It seems stronger than that, even. 80 proof. So would that be 160? Or is it the other way? Is it 40? I never can do the conversion. I think it's 40. This is stronger than... Yeah, 40% alcohol by volume. Yeah. There's no way that's 40% alcohol by volume. That's strong. Well, there's just nothing to it. Because, like, I mean... I'm looking at my... Dude, I mean, my Buffalo Trace is 45%. Yeah. But this is stronger than that buffalo trace. Well, it's not as smooth. It's just like, like you said, it's just gasoline. I mean. It molests the senses. It was not my my thing. Yeah, it is pure gasoline. (laughs) 60% of the time, it works every time. I don't know what you mean by that. It's Sex Panther. I know. Anchorman. I I know. Yeah. But anyway. But I'm like. It's made with real bits of Panther, so you know it's good. Oh, God. Well, Nick, you got any big plans for this weekend? Any holiday stuff going on? Not really. This weekend's uh, fairly tame. Just, you know, stuff. I've got two things I'm doing. Okay. I'm going to Six Flags over Mid-America because they have their holiday lights and stuff. Okay. I was going to say, I'm like, dude, it's a little cold for a ride. It's going to be, yeah. I've frozen my ass off for the last two years at Six Flags, and it's a blast. Eddie just loves it. Okay. Yeah, it's cold. Cold AF. It was supposed to be like 60 degrees. Um, yeah, it hasn't warmed point, up quite like that. it is not warming up Here in the St. Louis area. But in addition, Saturday night, you know what I'm going to see? What's that? Star Wars. Now, the nerd in you has no interest in this movie. No, I can I really tell. don't. And I don't understand it. I'm just not digging the... the I'm, I'm not falling for the hype on this one. It's the end. We're eight movies... Plus extra movies, plus the Mandalorian in, and you don't want to see it come to fruition. I'll go see it. I'm just not dying to see it, like, first day. Fair enough. Well, I, mean, I can tell you what happens. Well, I'd prefer you didn't. I'll jar-jar you. I did that to him with, with uh, what was it? Not the last it movie. It was episode the movie seven, yeah. and, I was, and I bought into the hype for that one. Yeah, you did. And you got just boned but by not, that kid at the theater. But not so much episode nine. Not so much. No. 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 Yeah. So. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm going with uh, Kristen's brother Brad. It's tradition. We always go see the Star Wars movies at the holidays. Tradition. Tradition. Of like the last, like what? Three. Okay. Well. Because they all come out around the holidays. I guess they do. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I... I there. Yeah, there's... 
there's usually some good movies that come out around the holidays. Mm-hmm. I'll be on it. The one that I've that's caught my eye is um, that Uncut Gems with oh. uh, Adam Sandler. Dude, I'm I'm not gonna lie, and you're gonna that hate on me. Really good. You're gonna hate on me for this. Why? I listened to all to Fresh Air today on NPR. God, I do hate you. And for they, that. but I swear to God, they had an interview with Adam Sandler about this movie and the producers, and it sounds phenomenal. I've seen the preview it looks for really it. Really good. After hearing this interview with Sandler, yeah, and listening to them talk about what it took for him to get into the role, and that you know the he was wearing false teeth because yeah. a lot of these guys that were involved in you know the the diamond and gem trade, you know, back in this whatever time period it's set in, would would always get like you know caps put on their teeth, and you know it was a whole thing. Like there was a whole look to them, yeah. You know, in general, and so they did that with Sandler in this. And actually kind of made him up to the point they were talking about in the interview where people didn't recognize him on the street. Really? Yeah. So, um, and they, he, he was he was that in character and that made up for the character that, you know, he just interacted with people and they had no idea it was him. Huh. It was a neat interview to listen to. It was on Fresh Air today on NPR. Interesting. I'm sure you can podcast it somewhere or another. I'm not going to. Yeah, but, but it was a good. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't NPR jamming their liberal bent of well, that's, whatever that's good. the politics of the day are, i.e., the uh, you know impeachment. No, I, I know. You know, let's talk about that for a second. Oh, must we? It 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 means nothing if the Senate doesn't do anything, and everybody's oh, this is historic. This is historic. What did it do to Clinton when he was impeached? The Senate yeah. didn't convict him. It did nothing. He stayed in stayed in power. Stayed as the president. Nixon stepped down. That was before my time. I was a little bitty kid then. You weren't even born. No. And, uh, you know, here's the deal. Unless he gets removed from office, it's pointless. It really is. Now, on the flip side of that. Makes for a good talking point for the 2020 election. Well, it's, it. you know what I think it does? I think it ensures his reelection. Boy, we're getting all political this, we are. Day, this episode. <laughs> Politics and farts. It, they kind of go hand in hand. It's a yin and yang. It is all shit. It is. Yeah. Exactly. So that being said, that was that was a good segue. I like it was that. good. Um, but no, you know, you had the IG report that came out this week, and of course, it got buried in most of the national media. And I'm a member of the media. You know, you and I own newspapers. It's true. But it's it's funny to watch what gets covered and what doesn't get covered by some of our brethren in the national industry, and it makes it hard for me at times. To defend them, because I absolutely hate I Trump's... Won't, I won't defend them. Well, I absolutely hate Trump's attacks on the media. But, God, I'm going to piss off a lot of my journalism friends here. From time to time, I understand it. Because you didn't have the IG report get a lot of play. That IG report is damning for the FBI. Yeah. You also then had the FISA court come out and make a very rare public statement saying that they realize they've been lied to by the FBI and they want assurances that it hasn't happened in other cases and that it's not going to happen again, and they are pissed. Well, they should be. But did you see it get covered nationally? No. You told me about it. No, it got buried. Yep. You know, and it's very frustrating for me because as journalists, there's that whole thing in journalism where we've trained a generation of journalists to be social justice warriors. Uh Uh-huh. And I don't agree with it. I simply don't agree with it. I, I think we need to look at wrongs in our community, whether, you know, if it's public corruption or, you know, you, you have things that are happening in your 
local city council or your state house or whatever it may be. And I think you need to, you know, work on those problems because you're there as the agent of change for the community. But on the flip side, to ignore stories because they don't fit your political bias is just wrong. Yeah. And that's what's happening on a national level, and it drives me nuts. We're just all over the soapbox today. We are. It's it. I'm triggered. I can tell. I admit it. I can tell. I admit it. Well, Nick, been a great episode, dude. It has been an episode. It has been an episode. <laughs> Farts and politics. There's your there's your slug line for the uh, there's, podcast. There's the title. Farts and politics. <laughs> Farts, politics, and whiskey. There you go. See, so I like it. Well, folks, this has been another sermon from the cigar pulpit. I'm Nick. I'm Gator. And we're staying smoky, and you should too. <laughs> You changed that up. I had to. You keep stepping on it. (laughs) See you guys.